Here it is a Saturday morning when we have a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Jack, a lot of folks still celebrating St. Patrick's Day this weekend. Well, for the whole, when it falls on a Friday like that, you get to celebrate being Irish for the whole weekend. That's right. (laughs) Well, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today I thought we would talk about uh, buying wine for a big party or buying wine for a wedding or something. I get a lot of questions through the years, and I've advised through the years hundreds and hundreds of couples on what wines to pick for their big day. Uh, and, you know, there's it's some hundreds of couples on what wines to pick for their big day. Uh, and, you know, there's it's some easy rules to follow. Uh, first and foremost, you have to consider the venue, and you have to check at the venue to make sure that they'll even let you bring in your own wine. Some venues require that you buy the wines from them on their existing list. Uh, uh, all of them usually charge you a corkage fee, and uh, always discuss that in advance, the corkage fee, what it is. Usually the fee should run about $15. A bottle, and even that, you know. For example, if uh, a wine were to retail for about twenty dollars, usually the caterer of the wedding would retail that for forty. Well, if you bought it yourself and paid the corkage, you paid the twenty dollars for it, and then a fifteen dollar corkage, you'd save five dollars a bottle, and plus you get to express your own desires on what you would like to have at your reception. Uh, whether it be a, a party or your wedding, etc., to reflect your own taste. And everybody is different. And like I said, the important thing to me is venue. If it's you know out at, at a barn, it's going to be more casual than it'll be at a downtown hotel where you'll find it's a little more formal. Uh, sparkling wine is always... Uh, a plus at a wedding, and usually you need that to celebrate uh, the couple's new union, etc. There are about five glasses of sparkling wine in a bottle. And don't forget, you know, when you're buying bottles, uh, and as a matter of fact, buying cases for a big event like this, you should always discuss with the retailer that you're buying it from uh, what kind of discounts are available by the case. And uh, most wine merchants give you a discount of at least 10% when you buy a case of wine. So uh, when we're talking about, say, champagne for the wedding, there are five glasses in a bottle. So if you're having 100 guests and you want them to each have two glasses, that's 200 glasses, and five per bottle, that's 40 bottles or three and a half cases of wine. For 100 guests at two glasses each. And the same thing is true. You can extrapolate that out <coughs> to 200 guests or 50 guests if you go down. And it gives you exactly what you need. There's five glasses per bottle. And that's pretty much true for still wine, too. Although still wine, a lot of venues get six glasses uh, a bottle for red and white wine. Uh and if your wedding is in the summer and in the afternoon, people are going to drink more white wine than they will red wine. If it's in the evening and you're having a dinner, particularly if you're serving a red meat, they're going to have uh, and use a lot more red wine. And there again, 
you allow about one glass per hour, and uh, say your reception is four hours, or 100 guests, four hours, that's 400 glasses of wine. And if you go five or six uh, in the bottle, that's 80 bottles of wine. Uh, and, you know, that is about... So it's a little less than seven cases. Seven cases would be 84 bottles of wine. Wine is usually packed 12 bottles to a case. So uh, there's a, a good guideline there for what, uh, how much you should buy for the wedding. Uh, and like I say, they usually uh, they're very helpful at the caterer or at the hotel venue, etc., on helping you decide how much you need. They usually err on the side of uh, too much rather than too little. And there's a good reason for that. It's, you know, There's an old saying, better to have and not need than need and not have. And you wouldn't, most people don't want the embarrassment of having run out of something at a celebratory event. And most uh, receptions are that a celebratory event. You certainly don't want to run out of wine. So if you have a few extra bottles, uh, you can always save them for another time. In fact, I like to remind uh, a new bride and groom to put aside maybe even a whole case of the wine they're going to serve at their uh, reception uh, for their own events in the years ahead. The first anniversary, it's kind of nice to have some of that wine you had at the wedding at the wedding reception. And the same thing is true at the five-year event. Uh, Most wines aren't going to last much more than that. And even five-year on some wines might be a stretch. But certainly for one-year occasion. And then there's times, you know, a special romantic time, you might want to pull out a bottle of that wine, particularly uh, sparkling wine. And, uh, you know, when you're toasting the happy couple, remember there's all kinds of sparkling wine you can get. Champagne is the most expensive, of course, real French champagne. And that comes from a delimited area that is a little to the north and uh, east of Paris. In fact, if you're ever in Paris and wanting something to do for a day, a drive up to the Champagne region is a great way to spend the day. You can even take the train up there and walk through those wonderful cellars that are cut out of chalk all through the town of Rennes. Uh, and they usually have regular tours to welcome tourists to, to walk through their cellars, etc. And... Uh, but that's the most expensive. That's top of the line. It's hard to find uh, authentic champagne for under $40 a bottle. Uh, but there are other uh, sparkling wines. You know, Cava from Spain, which is a good substitute. You can get a really very good Cava for about 10 to $12 a bottle. And that does very nicely for receptions, etc. Same thing is true of Prosecco. If Prosecco is your favorite you can uh, get a very good Prosecco uh, for about 10 or $12 a bottle. And, uh, you know, again, all of these bottles of sparkling wine, five uh, glasses per bottle, whether we're talking about Prosecco or we're talking about just plain sparkling wine uh, from other parts of the world. Prosecco, you know, comes mainly from Italy. But, you know, there's wonderful sparkling wines made in every 
single wine-producing area of the world, they usually make some sparkling wine. And like I say, let your pocketbook and your palate be your guide. Uh, have something that you enjoy and you think is good for your guests and also something that you can afford. Uh, that's very important when you're starting out. You really want to uh, budget yourself on uh, the reception and uh, the reception wines as well. Uh, no point in breaking the bank uh, as you start out in life. Now let's talk about some of the wines you might have for that. Uh, a good reception wine, in my opinion, is Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio is a delightful wine. Uh, it's usually relatively neutral. It has lively acid with good minerals. Uh, and you can... Uh, Find a good uh, Pinot Grigio for not a lot of money. And uh, I always say it's an innocuous wine, which is important because, you know, when you're having a meal and that, you want the wine to balance very nicely with whatever kind of meal you're going to serve. <coughs> for a reception, all you want that is to go with the canopies and not overpower anything. And Pinot Grigio really fills the bill very, very nicely there. It, it's a moderate wine. Uh, it's an easy wine to like. Almost everybody will have a glass of Pinot Grigio, whether they're ardent Chardonnay lovers or they want an ABC of wine, anything but Chardonnay. Pinot Grigio seems to be a real, real crowd pleaser. And again, it's modest price makes it relatively attractive, too. If you want a good French Chardonnay, look no further than the Mekong region. It's just a little bit above Beaujolais. Uh, Chardonnay is, without question, America's favorite white wine. Wonderful white wine. And, of course, uh, uh, Mekong from France is uh, the epitome, in my mind, of what Chardonnay can be. And usually those Mekongs are relatively inexpensive, uh, they have good mouthfeel. They have a crisp uh, nose, a little bit like a Granny Smith apple when you bite into it. That's kind of a good way to describe a Macon from France. Uh, if you can find a St. Ferran, that's an area of Macon that was cut away about 40 years ago, and it's a little better quality than Macon. And you can go with names like Latour, Drouin, etc. Or if your wine merchant advises you, people like Boisset, and uh, they know uh, who to get a good Macon from. And like I say, it's a lot of fun. It's not expensive. And uh, it, that's a good Chardonnay to have. However, if you like Chardonnay, you can find all sorts of Chardonnays from California that are really very, very good. They've really done a remarkable uh, thing in California over the years, and that's improved Chardonnays. Uh, years and years ago, they, we did a wonderful job with red wines and Cabernet, but we're a little soft on Chardonnay. Through the years, they've gotten to the point where the California Chardonnays rival any Chardonnay from anywhere in the world. They're really good. So if you have a favorite there, that's a good one, and make sure it's one you can afford. Sauvignon Blanc is a really desirable wine these days. Everybody seems to like this wine. And Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand is just a really hot ticket. In fact, there was a shortage of it a couple of years ago, and uh, people were really hungry 
for good New Zealand Chardonnay. And while we never really ran out totally of all the different New Zealand Chardonnays, there was a time when there was a stretch to get any. Now that's been resolved, and New Zealand Chardonnays are really kind of mouth-watering wines. Silver Beach is a very good uh, Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand uh, that is affordable, won't break the bank, and everybody will enjoy. Uh, red wines, I like to recommend the Beaujolais. Beaujolais from France are always, and not uh, nouveau Beaujolais, regular Beaujolais. Uh, regular Beaujolais are soft, fruity, they're easy to like, they're easy to sip, uh, they're approachable. Uh, most wine drinkers really like them a lot. Uh, again, much like the Macon, look for a reliable name. Um, Montmasson is a good one. Uh, and so also, like I said, is Boisset. Uh, Jadot isn't too bad. Louis Latour is another good one. Uh, those Beaujolais are real crowd pleasers and, again, will not break the bank. A Cabernet, uh, my recommendation would be get a Cabernet from Chile. They're a little softer and not quite as steely as most Cabernets, and they're very, very affordable. Uh, it just has a very pleasant thing. And lastly, I kind of like Pinot Noir, and it has cherries in the nose, black cherries. It's usually a wonderful wine that almost everybody is pleased with. And American Pinot Noir or Oregon Pinot Noirs, either Northern California or Oregon Pinot Noir, are really great values in today's market. And again, would serve the bill for any kind of a wine for a reception. And I think there you have it. The, the key to remember is you get five glasses a bottle, and then you can extrapolate from there and make sure that you can afford it uh, because it's silly to have something that's so expensive that only a few people will enjoy and uh, you blow half of your budget on it. So make sure it's affordable, discuss it with the caterer, and I think you'll be in very good hands. And if you need more help, all the, the good folks at Haskell's would be glad to help you out. Indeed, the folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. Whether you're having dinner for two or dinner for 200, they're there to help you. And best of all, they're going to help you pick a wine that will not cost very much. Haskell's are the wine people, and there's a good reason they're called that. Incidentally, our 6 for 60 is going on through Sunday. That's six bottles of wine that Ted Farrell has picked out uh, for your St. Patrick's Day weekend or uh it, it, he had them to watch the Oscars, and while that's been done, it's really a great value. Six marvelous wines for 60 bucks, And don't forget Haskell's uh, have a very, very wonderful wine tasting and uh, uh, snack with very good food, etc., which will be held up at the Seven Vine Vineyards on March 31st. Stop at any Haskell's store for all the details. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, Faribault, Haskell's Supercellar up in Maple Grove. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's in Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver. And we will deliver another show next week, Jack, if you're willing. I'll hope for that. Good deal. Thanks so much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Show next week, Jack, if you're willing. I'll hope for that. 
good deal. Thanks so much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.